Welcome, welcome to episode 27 of the Sunday Punch podcast. No Sean today. Said he was uh, going out of town. Didn't tell me where. You know, if you've listened to the last podcast, sometimes Sean does Sean things. I don't, he's probably, you know what Sean's probably doing? He's probably like, he probably met a girl like two weeks ago and is now meeting her entire family. And then in Three weeks when she gets attached, he'll be like, what is up with this girl? She's stage five clinger. Hello. But that's what Sean does. So I'm doing a solo episode today. Our buddy Steve, if you watched a uh, any of the last podcast, he actually texted me at 5 a.m. this morning. is like, hey, man, I can't sleep. You want to do a cast? And I said, yeah, sure. But I texted him at around 8 a.m. And, you know, when I texted him, no, didn't hear back for a couple hours. I'm like, yeah, he fell back asleep. So I'm going forward. I'm moving forward with a solo Adam episode. Hopefully everyone likes it. Maybe it'll be shorter than the rest. Who knows? But episode 27. 27 was my football number back in the day, back on the old stomping grounds. And uh, let's get it out of the way, as you can see, if you're watching and if you followed my Instagram, I've been a little bitch about it, but I hurt my shoulder. So what happened was, and it was all my idea. I can't take, I can't put any blame on anyone else. It was all my idea. We went out. I was in Pittsburgh. It was the last day. We were reminiscing on some old times of playing football in the past. And then what happened was I said, hey, hey, fellas, hey, guys, let's go out and play a game of football, toss the old pigskin around, and they're like, okay. So we went out to this amazing field in Pittsburgh. I can't remember the name, but we were doing some routes, you know, started with the quick slants. Then you did a little couple couple button hooks. But then, of course, I worked my way up to the go route, the Randy Moss go route. And uh, I felt pretty good because my buddy Travis was guarding me. And uh, he also had his shoulder hurt. So, of course, I took advantage. And I just blazed by him like a gazelle 
And uh, the ball, perfectly placed by my buddy Chris. I caught it. I mean, running full speed as fast as I possibly could as a 31-year-old man, looking like Gronk out there, barely making it, but still giving it my best effort. I caught the ball, and I'm going full speed, and I thought to myself, in a split second, I mean, this is what fine-tuned athletes do. Okay, dude? I thought in a split second, okay, I could run this out for 25 more yards, or, and I've done it a million times, I could just kind of barrel roll to the ground and then that'll stop my momentum and I'll get going, uh, you know, I'll pop back up. The crowd will go wild, obviously, and uh, and we'll, we'll do another go route. I, I was feeling myself by then, but I don't know what happened because I dove into the ground. I must have hit a divot or something. Someone was out there shanking golf balls because I hit the ground on my left shoulder and my God, did it, I mean, immediately, my arm went limp. It was excruciating pain. Didn't fumble the ball, though. I'm not going to lie. Didn't fumble the ball. I went to the, I went right through the reception. It would have been a catch in a normal NFL game. Um, and then after I realized my arm was probably broken, then I, you know, I gave the ball up. Let's get a first down going. Let's keep the drive going. Pump some steroids into me. I'll be back in, but... I then rolled up my my sleeve and it looked like my shoulder blade was jutting out of my body. And uh, I looked at my buddy Travis who finally had caught up. You know, it took him a while because I had just blown him away, just like a gazelle taking off. So finally he catches up and I roll my sleeve up and he saw the protrusion coming out of my shoulder and he said, oh, you need to go to the hospital. I was like, oh, no, because I had a flight later that night. And I was like, I can't go to the hospital. So I looked at my buddy Chris. I'm like, dude, can you pop this back in, whatever? He's like, well, well, let's take a look at what it is. And so he called his buddy, who's a sports uh, medicine doctor. He FaceTimed him in. He put me through a little bit of a gambit of tests. And I could move my arm laterally this way or that way. And he said... Looks like you just tore some ligaments in your AC joint. You need to just give it rest for six weeks. That's all they're going to say. You don't need to go to the hospital at all. And then luckily, because my buddy Travis just had the same injury snowboarding, he had a sling in his car. So, you know, I guess it's good that I was playing with doctors and uh, there's a sling available and they brought out ibuprofen and Tylenol. And, you know, I got everything I would have gotten in a hospital, but on the football field. So... What really sucks about it, though, is, well, first of all, just putting this shirt on, I have a, a sleeveless shirt on because I put on uh, this other, like, Hawaiian shirt, and the Hawaiian with the hat I'm wearing was just too much. Plus, I have, like, gained some weight in the last week just because I'm not working out anymore. Um, it was excruciating pain just to put on a, a T-shirt. So I hope in the next... You know, five weeks, this gets better. Because I, I didn't realize how much I, I missed the gym. You know, I used to come back from work and be like, here we go. Got to go to the gym, I guess. But now I'm just like, oh, my God, please, for the love of God, let me get back in the gym at some point. I'm hoping, like, two weeks I can then just, like, get back in there. And uh, I, you know what? I'm actually going to give it a try. After this podcast, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down there and I'm going to get the legs juiced, you know. Maybe I'll see a nice lady in there. She'll feel sympathy for my arm. And she'll say, you know, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm an injured soul. Can you heal me? 
and she'll say, yes, do you live here? And I'll say, yes, uh, 30, uh, 30 flights up. And she says, well, let me come and just make sure you're okay. Maybe that'll be the situation that happens after the podcast. Who knows? Okay. But I'm going to go down there and uh, see if I can do a little bit of legs. And then I don't want to work on my arms because I don't want to have like one giant arm and then one withered arm like some freak. So maybe I can get some abs in or something. But, you know, you live and you learn. I'm 31. I hate to say it out loud. But, uh... I'm not 25 anymore. I can't be doing barrel rolls into the into the hard ground. My shoulder won't take it. But apparently this injury happens to all the uh, quarterbacks. So when they get sacked and drilled, I think it happened to Trubisky, actually. Um, they get drilled into the ground, and then the AC joint tears ligaments. And then, you know, at the time when Trubisky had it, I was like, oh, come on, dude, get back in. But I realize now that that was impossible. And even though it was his left shoulder, like mine, you can't go back in just any movement. You, you don't know what the movement's going to be either. So now I have to sleep like I'm Dracula and just like on my back, like with my arms crossed, which is, which is a great experience, by the way. You know, if you, if you really want to get six hours of sleep in a week, sleep like you're in a coffin like Dracula and you'll get that. But you live and you learn. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I wanted to go away. We're at week one now. Well, tomorrow will be at week one. It happened on a Sunday and, um, whatever. Maybe I'll get some, maybe I'll just start podcasting more. Switch from once a week to like two, three times a week. Something to keep me, you know, motivated and thinking and, because what I have been doing, I'll tell you what I have been doing is I've just been watching the Sopranos. No sports. I don't, you know, it's, it's like, a little, I think I'm having a little bit of like uh, PTSD. I can't watch sports because I'm worried someone's going to pop their shoulder. Um, plus, the Bulls suck right now anyway. They can't get it together. So I've been watching a lot of The Sopranos, uh, which is that, that intro song that you heard. Um, that was when Tony was driving to um, his uh, politician friend was dating his former Gumar and a, a gumar is a uh, basically just like someone you have on the side. Apparently, it's common in Italian in the mob, or maybe even Italy. Who knows? But you get your wife, and you get someone on the side. But then his ex, someone on the side, starts dating someone he's politically connected to, and so he's got to go whip him with a belt. You know, as you do, as you do, got to get a good belt whipping in every every so often. And, uh, yeah, he drives over there. But while he's driving over there, he's listening to, Oh, girl, I'll be in trouble if you left me now. Because I don't know what to look for love. I just know somehow. Oh, girl, why did you let me down? You used to be my side chick, and now I got a pistol whip. Your guy, you can tell I miss um, I miss karaoke tremendously. You would think having all these doctor friends that I could get a vaccine at some point in time in the next century, but apparently not. Even Sean, the co-host, he texts me. Hey, man, you want the Johnson & Johnson vaccine? I said, yeah, definitely. And then I get to his place to do the podcast. He's like, actually, it's only 80% uh, effective. You probably want to get the... I don't care. 
I don't care about full effectiveness. What do I got to go to Indiana? Make a trip to Indi... You know, everybody wants to make their trip to Indiana to get their vaccine. I don't have time to do that shit. My arm hurts. Sean, you're listening to this. Give me that goddamn Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I want one dose. Then they can give me my scarlet letter of a V on my chest and I can start going places again and start doing karaoke. Did you just hear the beautiful voice? Ooh, girl, I'll be in trouble if you left me now. God, when is karaoke going to be back? Apparently never in Chicago. Maybe you could get one of those private rooms like the... Uh, like the, uh, what's that place? We went to it one time. It's usually like Asian places. You get your own private room, but then you only get to perform in front of your friends. And I do that every day. So I like to, you know, I go in, I don't need a drink. I'll go straight to the karaoke, um, stage and I'll get a song on. My go-to song is Four Non Blondes, uh, What's Up? If you don't know what that is, it's, uh, Wow, I'm totally blanking on the song. Oh, no, I got it now. And I said, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, what's going on? That one brings down the house every time. So who knows when that'll be back. I'm hoping uh, Chicago summer is going to be wild. No, 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 Mac. We're not looking for wild girls. We're looking for girls gone wild. It's important to watch the process. So I'm hoping for a uh, wild Chicago summer. We'll see if it happens. It's It it feels like it's happening. I went out uh, for brunch the other day and uh, we sat outside, had a few beers. People, a lot of people were out bringing the dogs out. Um... So it seems like a normal situation. So hopefully, you know, people start getting their vaccine and uh, we can start going out again. And then I think the last thing will be karaoke because, you know, when I go to a karaoke bar, everybody shows up. People are like, oh, this guy, you should hear Roll Out by Ludacris by this guy. I know you haven't heard that song in 10 years, but this guy has it, man. Oh, shout out. I want to give a shout out. DMX passed away at age 50. Breaking, uh, yeah, I know Sunday Punch is breaking this news, but um, I'm not going to lie. I was, I, was, I was pretty sad. I was pretty sad because, uh, you know, it reminded me of my childhood. <laughs> That's how, uh, I like how people, oh, DMX reminds me of my childhood. He's like literally singing about murder and like drug deals. And you're like, oh, childhood. But I just, you know, you go to a party in high school, there's always just a DMX song on. Uh, even then, I think it was even past his prime, but it was so good that it transcended and you could go anywhere and you could still hear, you know, the Rough Riders anthem. And I mean, DMX is a legend. So I was, I was pretty sad. I was uh, not as sad as when Michael Jackson died, but uh, pretty sad. Um, and definitely not as sad as when Mac Miller died. But, you know, that's life. You live it. Sometimes people die. Some pe sometimes people get whacked, just like in The Sopranos. The Sopranos, uh, let's go back to that for a second. So I really, really like the show, right? And I thought I had watched The Sopranos about a decade ago, but apparently I didn't because 
I'm like watching it again and I'm like, I don't know what the hell is going to go on. I'm in season four and I'm still like, it's all brand new. So I'm excited because I've been looking for a new show since Mad Men. Good tie in here is that the Mad Men, uh, the Mad, uh, was it? Yeah, the Mad Men head writer, uh, Matthew Weiner. <laughs> I said Weiner, uh, was the head writer for Mad Men, the creator of Mad Men. And uh, I see a lot of similarities uh, between the two. In fact, I would just call the Sopranos uh, Italian Mad Men. Is, let's let's get that trending on Twitter. The Sopranos is Italian Mad Men, or just or just hashtag Italian Mad Men, and uh, because you know outside of the murder and uh, the extreme violence of just pistol whipping someone, uh, a lot of the themes are the same. You know, struggling with life, depression trying to find happiness in affairs, trying to find happiness in alcohol and drugs. And it's a great show. I don't know if I'd rank it there with the... Well, let's go ahead here. I'm going to do my top three shows here. I'm going to go with Mad Men, obviously. Even watching The Sopranos, unless something crazy happens in season five and six, I'll go Mad Men first. Then I'll follow it up with The Wire. Because, you know, family has roots in Baltimore, watched it, thought it was really good. Um, there really is no protagonist in The Wire. You know, Mad Men has Don Draper, Sopranos has Tony Soprano. You know, McNulty's in The Wire, but it's like sometimes he goes like full episodes without even like being in any scenes, so he can't be the protagonist. I guess maybe the city of Baltimore is the protagonist in The Wire. Hmm. Let me ponder that while I puff on my jewel. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I think the city of Baltimore is the protagonist in The Wire. So that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go Mad Men, The Wire. Actually, I got to move Sopranos down, Breaking Bad. And then I'll put the Sopranos. I'll put Sopranos at four. So, I mean, I should probably round up five. I mean, who does a top four list? What am I, BuzzFeed over here? Um, five is shit. Now I'm just going to, like, choose a random show that's not even that great just because I just want to round out the five. Um, let's go with, oh, man, a lot of shows are rolling through my head right now. It's hard to rank them, you know. I guess I'm, I'm doing dramas, so let's do dramas. Um I don't know. After that, it's such a cliff, such a drop-off. I like Ozarks. Is that just recency bias? Am I just remembering that because I just watched it? I liked House of Cards season one and two, but then it kind of gets weird, and then Kevin Spacey like apparently like touched a 12-year-old or something. So I don't know. I just don't know. Fuck it. Let's go with Ozarks. I'm going Ozarks number five. But highly recommend. Watch Mad Men. Um, has humor. Has dark violence. Has uh, introspection. You know, even a mobster is struggling with... I guess, you know, I always thought, like, Mad Men, like, Don Draper's the best character. But it's like, I mean, Don Draper's really just dealing with his own darkness that he's brought upon himself because he didn't have parents and his mom was a hooker or something. But I mean, 
to have the threat of death over your head at all times, like Tony Soprano, my God, I definitely couldn't deal with it. I mean, I can't even deal with a, a little torn AC joint. It's going to get better in six weeks. Tony Soprano's dealing with, like, demons upon demons of wax upon wax of, you know, you got to kill your friends. Hello? It's a tough job. By the way, does the mob even exist? I feel like it had to, right? Well, it definitely did exist, but to the extent of what they do is, like, oh, I guess it did, right? I mean, it's not that hard. You go in... <laughs> You get someone for gambling, drug addiction, right? So they're weak. And then you say, you're going to pay me this or or this happens to you, right? So they're not afraid to kill. And when you have that, then it's like, what well, what else are you going to do? I mean, you call the cops. Like, the cops are in the mob's pocket. So what are you going to do? Nothing. Man. Another hit off the jewel. And then let's uh, transition here. So we're on episode 27. Football number was 27. Big news in the NFL coming out. Uh, people can change their uh, jersey numbers, and there there doesn't have to be really any conformity. I thought it was a genius uh, business move by the NFL. <laughs> NFL is just like, how can we get them to change their numbers but make it seem like we're just doing it for fun? But in actuality, we just want people to buy more jerseys. So Stefan Diggs has 14. He'll probably go to one. There you go. There's a bunch of jerseys sold, um, which I think would be a dope number for him. Uh, Stefan Diggs wore number one in, at Maryland and in high school. And, uh, you know, I was a former wide receiver. I don't know how I got away with 27. I mean, they were just throwing jerseys at me, right? Like, when you're in high school and you're not actually good at sports, they're just like, we got number 27 ready here. And they, like, throw it in my, like, and land on my head, draped on my head. And then I had, like, the shoulder pads that were a thousand times too big, you know. When you're good at sports, you get the nice fitted shoulder pads. You get the fitted jersey. Me, I'm out there looking like a ghost running around, um... So I guess that's how I got 27. I've always been a fan just because it's been in my life forever. But like, you know, Randy Moss, 84, 84, solid, solid number. All the 80s, really. But if you could get number one, it's a pretty dope number. Number one's a pretty dope number. Not going to lie. Uh, I don't know if any of the Bears, who cares, right? The Bears, what is Andy Dalton going to change his number? No one's buying that jersey anyway. So... The Bears, is there any Bears news? Again, I've been watching Sopranos. I've been watching anything. But uh, I, th I thought I heard through the grapevine that Anthony Miller was going to get traded for like an offensive lineman on the Ravens, which I'd be fine with. Um, you know, we missed out on the Kenny Galladay sweepstakes. No, I, yeah, duh. <laughs> Kenny Galladay's like, yeah, I, you know, you know, your quarterback's bad when Kenny Galladay's like, yeah, I'll take my chances with Daniel Jones. Yeah, thanks. No, 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 no I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, no, you don't even have to offer a number. I'm not playing with Andy Dalton. Is there like, I still think, you know, but it's been silent and the Bears are tweeting all of these different things of like Andy Dalton, QB1. It's like, Am I missing something? Am I in the Matrix? Is there going to be like some swift move that Ryan Pace makes where 
he actually does get Russell Wilson. I don't know. Guy loves paying mediocre quarterbacks millions of dollars, by the way. But I don't know. I'm still in full favor of the Deshaun's Watson sweep. Let's sweep in. You got a problem on your hands. Look, I know I'm sounding like a fucking jerk right now because Deshaun Watson, look, 22s, I keep saying, the number keeps rising on every podcast. I'm like, at first it was like, 11's a big number. And then I was like, hey, 15's a big number. And then I was like, 19, now it's 22. It's like, you know, it's kind of like where there's smoke, there's fire, dude. Like, I don't think 20, you know, why isn't this happening to everybody then? You know, if, if this is like singling you out, like, why don't they single out every quarterback? Like, uh, it doesn't look good from my YouTube Wikipedia research and uh, me reading the articles and all of the girls having a consistent story and then and then making them feel very uncomfortable and pressuring them into sex. But let's sweep that off the table. I'm talking football here, okay? Ryan, Pace, you could go in. You could say, you got a problem. You don't know if he's going to jail. You don't know what's... I mean, Nike dropped him as a sponsor. We'll give you... You don't even have to offer a lot. We'll give you this and that and a, and a box of peanuts and... I feel like Houston has to be, like, thinking about it, right? You got a problem, child. You just—and he didn't want to be there to begin with. It's like, if you're Houston, are you using this as leverage to keep him there forever? Or are you going to use it as—oh—although if you're Houston, you got to be thinking, fuck, why didn't we trade him when he wanted to, when he had all that value? <laughs> So I guess at this point, Houston's like, well, we got to keep him because we can't get anything for him. But I guess I think of like, you, you, it's just a headache, right? A headache that the Bears need. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's going to happen there. You know, it is a uh, weird timing, but maybe, hey, let's look at this from the opposite end, conspiracy theory wise. Maybe Deshaun knew this was, like, coming down the pipe. Most of the masseuse... What's the plural of masseuses? Mas, mas, is it just masseuse? Whatever. Most of the ladies that rub people for money um, are from the Houston area. So maybe Deshaun was kind of thinking, yo, I got to get out of this place because there's a storm of brewing and I need to leave. But he just didn't get there quick enough, so... <sighs> the Bears, the Bears are going to have major problems. What am I, I guess I'm, what, let's look at this from a glass half full perspective, Bears fans. By that point in time, the NFL has already come out and said, we expect full fans in the stadiums. Maybe we can get some cheap Bears tickets. Probably not. I mean, they're the Bears, the tickets are whatever the tickets are, but... If they really suck, right, later in the year, you can get some tickets for cheap, you know, take take the wife out, take the girlfriend out, take the gumar out, you know. Now that we're all on the same page, take the side chick out, bring her to a Bears game. You're not going to see anybody there that knows your, your wife or your girlfriend. Get the gumar out of the apartment. Make her feel special. 
She doesn't know what the tickets cost. She's just like, oh, yeah, these are these are major tickets. And she doesn't know who Andy Dalton is. He can be like, Andy Dalton, pretty good quarterback. Huh, I can't believe they're not doing well this year. You know, she has a good time. Get her the popcorn. Get her the soda. Call over the beer guy. Get her a little loosened up. I don't know where I'm going with it. I just like that cadence that I was gone with. <laughs> with Gator Dider, Dicker Dider, Muhammad Jihad. But, you know, I guess that would be a glass half full kind of thing. Um, I'm hoping that I can get from my ad agency. We went to um, the box for the Chicago Bears, and that's the best experience. You crack a window, <laughs> you get the cool air in, they got free booze, they got free food, you get a rep there who might be high on coke, he's going a little crazy, he's talking a mile a minute, but you're making good connections. So, maybe I can get some uh, some good uh, some Bears box tickets. Everybody who's listening, uh, Chris, Travis, um, who else? Sean, obviously, the co-host of Sunday Punch, Adam. Uh, fuck, let's just list them off here. Mike Parker, Maggie Park. Oh, they'll be gone by then. God damn it. I'm losing everybody in Chicago, by the way. I'm going to have me, my buddy Patrick, his wife Kate, who's also a great friend of mine. Damn, is that it? Well, no, I'll still have Ian here. Um... My buddy Steve. I need to start making connections with the the, the kind of the uh, the outside group, right? The people that are staying here, I need to start making connections with. That would be what the 48 Laws of Power would tell me. So I need to start hitting up Ian, Steve more. Plus, they're cool guys to hang out with. I should hang out with these people more. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm in Pittsburgh drilling my arm into the ground. Good decision, Adam. Go to Pittsburgh jump straight into the ground like a fucking ostrich head. What was I talking about? The bears? Oh, yeah. So maybe I can get some box tickets. Bring some people. Uh, I, I wish... So when I first went, I went took Sean and Fred, and uh, that was just a great time. We just had a blast. So... You know, I'm always excited for football season, so whatever. The Bears are digging their own grave. Ryan Pace seemingly just wants to get fired. Whatever. So that's in the future. That's in the future. What's now is the Chicago Bulls, and they haven't been doing shit, and I haven't been watching. I watched every game. Then for some reason, I went to Pittsburgh. I stopped watching them. I lost a bet on UCLA to Gonzaga to a half-court shot. And then that put me in a funk. Then I drilled my shoulder into the ground like an ostrich head. And then I, I've just been kind of, you know, a little bit depressed. So I'm watching, you know, so what do you watch when you're depressed? Italian, uh, I'm just going to call them Italian madmen killing people. That'll really uplift the spirits. And uh, so I haven't been watching any bulls. I'll tell you one game I did watch, though, was the uh, Phoenix Suns versus Clippers game. That was on... Uh, Today, Saturday, Friday. that was on Thursday. And I know Phoenix lost, but I got to tell you, I really, really like Phoenix. And I'm pretty sure they're still number one in the West. I could be wrong again, haven't been watching. But Phoenix is like a perfect basketball team. 
And let me explain why. Because when I was watching that, I was like, wow, they have a lot of young bloods who are super athletic with the perfect mix of veterans that have the grit to do the little things. So I can't remember the whole team, but I'm just going to go with the guys that stood out to me while I was watching. DeAndre Ayton, good player. Now, I guess if you're a Suns fan, you're probably thinking, we could have had Luka Doncic, damn it, which is a valid concern. But my next player here, Chris Paul, is there. And I think Chris Paul, if you're just kind of like me, living in the present, not thinking of the future at all, Chris Paul is better for the Suns now than Luka would have been Oh, man, people's heads are going to explode. But I think Chris Ball is better for the Suns right now, this year, than Luka would have been drafting him. And Chris Ball sets up DeAndre Ayton a bunch. Although, to be honest, DeAndre Ayton's a monster, but it seems like he always just lays the ball in. If I was seven feet tall, I would never not dunk. That's right. I hit you with the uh, the old double negative. I would never not dunk. I dunk every time. And then he even had a, like, first, I think it was the first points of the game. I didn't know he had this in his game. DeAndre Aiden faced up, shot the ball. I mean, an elbow shot, made it, swished it. I was like, I didn't know DeAndre Aiden had that in the game. I stopped watching DeAndre Aiden when he lost, when he was on Arizona and fucked my entire NCAA tournament bracket up. But apparently he's been working on his game. So you got him, you got Chris Paul, Obviously, Devin Booker is now like in that in-between, like right in his prime. That guy never misses. Then you got Jay Crowder, the Wiley vet playing defense. I got to say, and they got a couple of young pieces. I can't remember their names right now, but when I was watching the game, like these other guys were making shots, looked athletic, reminded me of like Kyle Kuzma when he was on the Lakers initially. And they were playing a good Clippers team and they lost, but I'm just, I just like the vibe of the team, like watching the basketball team play. I mean, dude, but the Clippers, again, I'm saying the Phoenix Suns are are this good because I think when the Clippers get into the playoffs again, Paul George can't be trusted in the playoffs. Paul George was hitting every shot in that Phoenix game on Thursday night. That ain't going to happen in the playoffs. And uh, I think it's a thing now, right? People, if Twitter didn't exist and social media didn't exist, I think I think Paul George could get over it, but I don't know. It, and he's got some mental issues as well. So he's the kind, kind of personality that lets things dwell. You know, they still got Kawhi. Kawhi had a Kawhi turn turn back the clock in the third quarter. Look up the highlights of the Phoenix Suns Clippers game because Kawhi turned back the clock and dunked the shit out of it. I mean, he looked like Blake Griffin back in the day. Sorry, jewel break. Um, speaking of Blake Griffin, and I'm gonna get back to the Suns Clippers because that could be the matchup for the finals. To be honest. I need to look at the rankings and see where they would meet, but not not the NBA Finals, the Conference Finals. And uh, that would be a very, very interesting series. 
But let's get back to Blake Griffin, and then I'll come back to Phoenix real quick because I want to talk about a little bit more about Chris Paul. Um, can we stop with the Blake Griffin? Like, every time that guy dunks it now, do I have to see a highlight of that? I mean, he's in the NBA. He can dunk. He won a dunk contest. Why is it now that he's off Detroit, which he forced his way off, took all their money, took all their money, forced his way off Detroit, and now he's on Brooklyn where he gets wide open pass to the basket. He, like, uses his mechanical body to jump, like, the three feet that it requires him to dunk it. Suddenly, Bleacher Report, Sports Center, Barstool, Blake Griffin turns back the time. It's like, he dunked a ball. He's pasta. He's toast. He's done. Well done. He's over. Blake Griffin does nothing, adds nothing for the Nets. Nothing. Him, LaMarcus Aldridge, add nothing for the Nets. So, it's going to be Kyrie, Kevin, James. That's going to win him the championship. Another James Harden, another guy in the playoffs. Who knows? He's really blossomed in Brooklyn. I got to give it to him. He looks, I mean, he's the point guard. He's distributing. He's, talk about turning back the clock. He, uh, he looks like a team player. You know, he still doesn't play shit on defense, but looks really good. So let's stop with the Blake Griffin highlights. I don't care. Okay. Blake Griffin's pasta. He's toast. But let's get back to Chris Paul real quick. That guy's a freak. I mean, Chris Paul is an absolute alien. I, I, I mean, you watch Chris Paul play, and you're like, I remember watching him on the Hornets. Like, this is like 15 years ago. This guy's still killing it. And that timeline might be wrong, but it felt like 15 years ago. And he's still killing it. He has this inside-out dribble move that's, unstoppable he takes it from the top of the key he goes in straight he goes inside with the dribble then dribbles it back out same hands so goes in interior leg then exterior leg then does the james harden drop back for a shot and to me you know i you know I glance up and down from the games, but to me, he looks like he makes it every time. So that move's unstoppable. Then you get Aiton involved, so then you start doing that move, the inside-out dribble, and people start over-committing, trying to anticipate it. Then it's an easy interior to Aiton, who can, you know, he, he doesn't dunk it apparently, but he can get the job done. And then you And then once that's happening, you got Booker on the outside who can kill it with the three, I'm not going to lie. You should probably... Here here comes another Adam prediction. You should probably bet on the Phoenix Suns to win the championship. Now, if this is the... Who would I say then? Um, the Clippers aren't going to win, right? So I would... In reverse psychology, you should probably bet on the Clippers just because I don't think they have a chance at winning and I just guaranteed that the Suns would win. And I know nothing, obviously. I mean, I picked UCLA. I mean, that was a crazy bet because the odds were nonsense. So that was fun to watch. But then my brother texts me and he says, hey, who should I bet in this Gonzaga-Baylor game? And I was like, I don't know. UCLA made all of their shots and uh, Gonzaga still won. 
I bet Gonzaga, and of course Gonzaga gets blown out by the NFL football team that is the Baylor. Uh, what are they? I don't even know what their mascot is. The Baylor basket? Are they? Uh, are they the Baylor basketball team yet? Did they have some sort of racist uh, logo? I want to say bears. Is that right? The Baylor Honey Bears? I got my phone on me. Let me look it up. Hold on. This would be the moment in time that Sean would fill in with some sort of um, fun fact. Or 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 Sean would just talk about nothing, but his voice is so smooth that you're just like, well, he seems like he knows what he's talking about. Okay, so Baylor Basketball. Baylor University. They are the Baylor Bears, the Baylor Bears men's basketball team. Welcome to Waco, Texas. Don't watch that Netflix documentary, Waco. It was far, it was, it was a hit piece. Private, nonprofit. Yeah, okay. Love that. Love these universities being nonprofit. Meanwhile, they're just funneling. I'll bet you that that's a mob organization right there. Well, actually, it kind of was a mob organization, just not without the killing. Um, I watched that uh, documentary about how people were paying to get into colleges, and then they would have their faces photoshopped on athletes, and then they would get uh, they would pay off the athletic directors or the coaches to just like have a spot on the team, and then just say, "Oh, it didn't work out," but like, apparently, you still get your scholarship. So that's the universities. They're all they're. I'm Baylor. I'm nonprofit. Don't look. Don't look in the safe. Don't up. Oh, hit the mic. Sorry. Sorry for that. Don't look in the piggy bank. It all goes. It's a nonprofit here at our university. The basketball team does not contribute anything profit-wise. No, not here. Not at Baylor. I also like how they're using. I, I'm caught on now. I'm whenever I see a news story, I think what's the opposite angle, and then that's what I believe because I saw some on ESPN saying that if we start paying men's sports, then the women's sports will be eliminated because that pays for all of the women's sports, which to me sounds logical, right? You start paying the players, you can't support all the other sports, including women. But wouldn't that be? the PR piece that you'd release if you knew you could, but we're just thinking, wait, what's a logical way we could explain this to not pay players? Oh, we can use the women's sports to say they would have to be eliminated. So that way people won't get mad when we don't pay the players. Figure it out. That's what I have to say. Figure it out. You can pay players and pay for women's sports. Jesus Christ. Bunch of slave owners like, oh, I don't know. We can't do this if we do that. And, uh, you know, a lot of that money goes back into uh, in, into the into the education of the children. No. No. Stop buying 14 Starbucks for the men's program, and then you can put that into the women's program. I'm oversimplifying it, but they, they know. They can figure it out. I can't discuss this because I need more people here to discuss the complexities, and I'm sure Sean would have some good points. 
And, uh, you know, if Steve came over today, I would discuss it further, but I'm not going to do it. But I, I will say, I bet you it's a PR hit job. We can't pay women. We can't have women's sports if we pay men athletics. No, I don't believe you. Could never convince me. I don't believe you. So there you go. But what I will say towards women's sports is this whole, I saw, I saw someone post this on Facebook the other day. It almost got me. It almost infuriated, infuriated me enough to comment. This girl I know, won't mention a name, posted on her uh, Facebook. And she had Sue Bird versus LeBron James. And she had LeBron James, four championships. Average annual salary, $38.5 million. Sue Bird, four championships. Average salary, $200,000 a year. And then it was like some stupid line like, and you don't see the problem with this? So I don't get too angry and destroy my shoulder again. I'm going to say this calmly. If no one watches your sport, then advertisers don't pay as much to advertise on the channels. So therefore, they have less money to give GMs, to give coaches, to give players. There's no cabal of people saying, wait a second, we have all this money, but we can get away with not paying Sue Bird because we're evil. They don't bring in the, the revenue that the NBA brings in. Nobody wants to watch Sue Bird's a great player. Diana Taurasi's a great player. If you're a basketball junkie like me, I can get into watching them because, first of all, they play it fundamentally right. Some of the moves that they're doing, like the James Harden step back, some of the girls can do that now. But the fact of the matter remains, no one's watching because... The casual fan likes to watch LeBron take off from the free throw line and jam it over someone. And they can't fathom a person like LeBron. He's 6'10", 250. You're watching monsters play. I mean, it's, a, it's an attraction. It's an entertainment attraction. You can get your head around the women playing. You can just get your head around it. You're like, well, they don't look like Space Jam characters, so... What you know, I, I like it from a basketball standpoint, but I'm not amazed by it. I'm not shocked by Diana Taurasi with a steal or a, a step back three. It's just for me, it just doesn't do the same thing. And I wish it did. And I wish they did get paid the same. I wish a lot of people watched all, but you know, you only have so much time. And so you got to pick your sports. You're like me. I, I haven't watched any baseball. I'm not a baseball guy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch today. I'm going to go over to my buddy Patrick's and watch the Cubs. But for me, not a baseball guy, right? So I like NBA. I like NFL. I like college basketball. And it's like I only got so much time. I can't watch that and then watch the women's because I got to watch the UFC fight tonight. And by the way, it's a different sport. But the UFC women are exciting because they would knock me the fuck out. I mean, they're big. So they have that attraction. They have that entertainment value of, wow, I've never seen a human like that. And, you know, Amanda Nunez does things that the men can't do. 
She goes in there and she knocks out people in like 30 seconds. It's amazing to watch. She's an amazing fighter. I haven't seen anything that equals that in women's basketball. So if no one's watching, then you can't pay anyone because the higher-ups aren't getting paid as much. It's not... There's no conspiracy. Anyway, that's that's as far as I'm going to go on that. Um, I will say that soccer... I, I do agree with them. I, I, I watched... I need to look at the numbers and the TV numbers, but to me, there's no difference between the men's soccer team and the women's soccer team. Sorry. In fact, the women are better. They're better at soccer. So... They should get paid the same. I, I don't know what the numbers are on that. I know uh, Megan Rapinoe is, is uh, you know, making major strides in that, and she got into a thing with Draymond Green. I don't know what happened there. Draymond was probably talking out of his ass per usual, and she was just like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And then, I don't know. I, I made it halfway through a Draymond Green ramble, and he was like, the thing is, I'm on their side, but the thing is, I got to do this, and, and the thing is that they didn't understand my tweet, and the thing is, it's like, dude, shut up, shut Draymond Green likes to fancy himself some sort of philosopher, and he's a complete dumbass, and sucks at basketball, by the way. If you got to call yourself the best defender of all time, you probably aren't. You probably aren't. You know what the best do? They, they don't need to call themselves the best of all time. They don't. I mean, come on, dude. Rodman, way better than you. Rodman, way better than you, Draymond. Fuck, Joe Kim Noah's better than Draymond. Yeah, I said it. I've never I've never seen an MVP chant for Draymond at the free throw line like I saw for Joe Kim Noah. Piece of shit. Hate that guy. Um but uh but that's my point on that. I don't think there's a cabal of people. I don't, you know, it sucks. But, uh, you know, no one's watching WNBA. And uh, I don't know how you change that other than I, I have no idea how you change it. It just doesn't amaze me like the uh, NBA or, or college basketball does. just doesn't amaze me. They just, they look on the court. And I know this isn't true. I know they'd all kick my ass in basketball, but when you watch it from that angle from afar, every guy thinks, I could, pro I could probably play in this league. You watch the NBA and college basketball, you're like, these guys are fucking monsters. They're like six foot 11. I could never play with them. But the male ego is such that you can watch from an angle, the WNBA, and you're like, wow, that, you know, when uh, Brittany Greer was in there, well, she's huge, you know, she can dunk a ball, but. The rest of them, I could probably play. And it's not fair that we say that, but that's the reason that the ratings aren't up, you know, if you want to know the truth. So, I don't know. And then Serena Williams, I want to get paid the same. You play one less set in the finals. Play one more set like the men. Or have the men... Well, that wouldn't make any sense because you want the, the extra advertising dollars from the extra set that the men have to play. The women, you know, they've met on it multiple times. The women don't want to play three sets, so you don't get paid the same as men. Sorry. Everybody watches Serena. Everybody knows that. Um, but if you don't play the amount of sets, to me, it's like you work less, you get less money. God, am I, am I going to get crucified off this podcast, by the way? 
I, I think I'm being very fair, but you know, you never know nowadays. All right, what else did I want to talk about before I head out here? Let me let me just check my notes real quick. Oh yeah. <laughs> God, sorry, I hit the mic again. What are you going to do? So I want to end here with, wait, what minute mark are we at? Oh, damn. I'm really been going here. I'm on 52 minutes. All right, we'll end with this. I watched, uh, oh, for fuck's sake, I just tweaked my arm. I watched uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong. <laughs> it was fun. Let's just put it out. It was a fun movie. Let me let me do a jewel hit real quick. While I think about what I'm gonna say about Godzilla vs. King Kong. It was a fun movie, but I, I just really enjoyed a few aspects of it. <laughs> and let me just get my notes just so I hit all of them. Okay. <laughs> so Godzilla vs. King Kong. Godzilla attacks, first of all, this, like, I guess it's a base. And I don't want, if I'm going to clip this and I'm going to do Godzilla vs. King Kong reaction, I don't want to get, like, I don't know the backstories. I don't know the com. I don't even know the other movies. I don't know if there's comic books. I don't know. It, it strikes me as, like, something that could be, I get a lot of backlash for not knowing what the hell I'm talking about with, like, the background or the history of Godzilla and King Kong. So just a preface, I don't know anything. The only other thing I've seen is the one Godzilla movie with Matthew Broderick, which sucked. And then I did watch... Uh, the King Kong movie with uh, Jack Black, which I thought was really good. But I've talked to people since then, and they said it wasn't that good. So maybe I need to rewatch that King Kong. But I remember at the time, it was a long movie, but I remember the time I was like, damn, this movie's really good because I love the, the, the scene when they're in the, the pit and there's like those giant bugs attacking them. I thought that was one of the best scenes I've ever seen. So... Preface, I don't know any of the background. I'm not a Godzilla nerd. I'm not a King Kong nerd. So I'm just kind of shooting this from the hip. So King or Godzilla, it starts off, Godzilla destroys, I guess, this base. Because um, it turns out Godzilla was trying to um, hit the... I, I think this is what was happening. Again, I was drifting in and out, but... I think he was trying to hit the base because they were trying to create another, like, Godzilla, the military was, so that they wouldn't have to rely on Godzilla, which is, to me, a logical solution. It's like, what are you going to rely on a giant lizard for the rest of your <laughs> First of all, it can't be controlled. I mean, it is a 70-story lizard, right? So it's not like... I don't know the background. Could they control Godzilla? Could they, like, give him a call and be like, uh, Mothra... Mothra is on the Godzilla. Can you go take care of this giant moth? Um, so Godzilla was trying to destroy that base because they were trying to make another robotic Godzilla or some sort of Godzilla replacement. And it's like, how the hell did Godzilla find out about this space? Like, what what was it that, like, someone tipping off? Is there a rat in the in the military base? 
like tipping off Godzilla? Is Godzilla getting like ESPN updates, but for military bases? I don't know what's going on, but he tried to destroy that base. And so then the ob- so then all the people, since you can't talk to a giant lizard, were like, Godzilla's turned on us. What happened? You know, what happened? And so then the first solution, I mean, the first solution is, oh, well, obviously we need to release a giant monkey. I mean, obviously we have to go get that giant ape that we know about and just release him on the city and see what happens. Because what could possibly go wrong in that scenario? So that's basically what they do. I mean, the guy flies to wherever King Kong is and he convinces the King Kong expert, which you would assume is a primate ep- expert or was a former, you know, lived with the chimps or something kind of lady. He literally like walks in, says, we need King Kong, in, in, in so many words says, we need King Kong to take care of Godzilla. And she's like, what? No, that's it. That's unethical. And he's like, no, no, but really. And she was just like immediately like, oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So then they strap King Kong to a boat. First of all, if you want someone to do something for you, you probably shouldn't treat him like a complete, well, let's just call it what it is, a slave. So they strap him on to this boat, and um, the little girl, who apparently has a relationship with Godzilla somehow, I I didn't, I wasn't paying attention to the details, okay, but... This little girl goes out in the rain. Keep They keep the giant monkey in the rain, by the way. It's pouring rain. They could give a fuck about the monkey. They're like, let him sit out there in his chains. You know, yeah, he needs to do us a favor. Let, us, let him sit out there in his chains in the rain. So then the girl goes out, and it turns out that she can do sign language and that Kong understands the sign language, which shocks everyone, which is hilarious because it's like, wait, aren't you like the ape expert like why are you shocked that he can do sign language (laughs) like it's a pretty common thing that that if i know this shit then the monkey expert should know this shit like the first scene when she goes up to king kong i'm like i wonder if like they could sign together because she like shows him a doll and i'm like that was the first thought i had so the the King Kong monkey expert is like blown away by the fact that the kid can talk to the monkey in sign language, right? So then, I mean, there's an epic battle of Godzilla attacking all of the boats and shit. Basically, King Kong gets his ass whooped. But I give him that one because he was chained. It took a lot of energy to get out of the chains. Then he's in the water. That's not his vibe, right? And... uh so, you know, Godzilla basically wins that one. They shut off all the engines, which apparently, like, tricks Godzilla. Godzilla's, like, can clearly see King Kong still, like, laying on, like, one of the ships. But the, I don't know. Godzilla's like, all the ships are done. All the ships are off. So I guess I killed him. Let me swim away. It's like, okay, whatever. And then, you know, apparently bullets don't have any effect on Godzilla either. Or King Kong, for that matter. Which was also surprising because he's just a monkey. Like, if he gets hit with a bullet, he doesn't have, like, armored skin. But whatever, moving on. I don't want to be that person that is questioning every single thing in, like, obviously 
an action movie. Like, you got to suspend the imagination. Like, my buddy who I'm going over to right now to watch the Cubs game, I told him about a movie, and it was good. I forget what it was called, but it's about an Airbnb, and then there's a killer that uses Airbnbs to stalk people and kill them, right? That's the basic premise. So the first scene is basically them driving from one state to either further in the state or another state or whatever. And uh, they get there and it's like still, they leave in the light and they get there and it's like still light. So then my buddy Patrick is like, the whole movie is ruined for him because he's like, if you're traveling from here to there, and he, like, knew the exact distance. He's like, it would be dark by the time you got there. And I was like, that's what's affecting your enjoyment of this movie? That's so stupid. So I'm letting go of that King Kong can't be hurt by bullets, right? So then... So then I fall asleep, right? And then um, <laughs> I wake up, and what's the next note I wanted to get here? Oh, yeah. So I wake up and there's another fight. So basically King Kong's getting his ass whooped the entire movie, which is which is which is to be expected because, you know, Godzilla has laser eyes and he can shoot a laser beam out of his mouth. Lasers. And King Kong gets his ass whooped, but there is a dope scene where King Kong uh pops his shoulder back in using a building, which obviously for me, I was like, well, I wonder if that's a, a, a proper strategy. But uh, I was like, I feel you, King Kong. I feel you. And then the whole time I was watching, um, I wish there that Godzilla, because <laughs> being from Florida originally, the lizards there, they'd have this thing that popped out of their neck that would warn you. I don't know what it's called. But uh, it was, like, orange, and that was, like, warning you, like, hey, I feel unsafe. I feel unsafe. And then they do this thing with their body where they, where they'd like, hop up and down. And that was, like, oh, stay away from that lizard or whatever, you know, because he feels unsafe. I wish Godzilla had wanted, like, a giant one that was, like, bright orange. And then that way, you know, I feel like you'd save a lot of city destruction if, like, guys, stay away from Godzilla. He's having one of his, you know, he's having a day. He's having one of his days. He's not feeling too, you know, he went out late. Godzilla went out late last night, you know, had a few had a few too many. You can see that through his giant orange thing that he's warning us about. Let's just give Godzilla the day and we'll come back. We'll talk to him, right? So I wish he had one of those. And then what was the last thing I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. And then... uh there's a one point in the movie where uh, Godzilla and King Kong like basically scream in each other's faces. And I'm going to be honest, for a moment, I thought they were going to kiss. I thought the movie was going to take a, another turn that I, I didn't expect. A romantic turn, really, where Godzilla and King Kong get together. And it's like, they're obviously both males, so I think it would have broken a lot of barriers. You know, I, I heard that King Kong goes by he, him, and I heard that Godzilla goes by he, him. So it would have broken a lot of barriers, and I thought they were going to kiss for a second, but it didn't happen. And then I fell asleep, so I didn't really watch the whole thing. So I got the great reaction to Godzilla King Kong, Adam. I didn't watch it, but I woke up on certain scenes. Um, so I think that's a solid hour episode. And I, I'm actually proud of myself because I didn't have any content written down. I My notes say Sopranos, Basketball, Sons, 
Godzilla vs. King Kong, and then I have those questions listed out. And uh, then that's basically it. So I'm pretty stoked that I was able to do this, uh, just kind of winging it. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed. I'm going to try and get... Uh, so, sorry to... I was supposed to do this, so Sean did Sean things, canceled. So then I had to cancel. I was supposed to have this guy, uh, Tim Cerniglia, on. Really funny dude uh, on Instagram, posts a lot of TikToks and really funny videos. So I'm excited to get him on the cast. Steve, uh, the New York Giants connoisseur, I'm excited to get him back on the cast. I'll st I'm still trying to get Ian on the cast, but I don't know. I think he got angry about one of the first episodes when I gave him shit for not showing up, but and I hit the mic again. But, uh, you know, I'm sorry I did that. Ian doesn't listen to these, but maybe he can get through the grapevine. I'm sorry I did that. Uh, I still want you on the show, brother, but he has a girlfriend now, so he's basically dead. I mean, let's be honest. People get, there's certain guys that get girlfriends, you never see them again. And I think Ian might be one of those guys. So it was fun while it lasted. That's all I got to say. And uh, I also want to get, so my buddy Fred is coming into town April 30th. Really cool guy from California. He'll have some interesting uh, perspectives. Obviously, we need to get Dirty Mike back on in the next few weeks. And, uh, and uh, for baseball, actually, specifically, um, I'm working with this guy. Um, fuck, what's his Instagram name? Do I have my... Uh, I got my phone. Let me look this up real quick because it's kind of important to me that I shout him out because I definitely want to meet up with this guy. He has his own podcast, and uh, he knows a lot about baseball, so I'm stoked about that. Um, what's this guy's name? Twiddle. Oh, here we go. On Instagram... He's Mr. Tweedles, but his thing is Sheffield Shuffler. He posts a lot of funny videos, too. He has a T-shirt thing, which has, like, really good T-shirts of uh, Chicago sports. So I wanted to give him a shout-out. I want to do live outside of Wrigley podcasts. So I'm ordering up a bunch of uh, lav mics and uh, boom mics and shit like that. My whole apartment's just going to be freaking video equipment soon enough. Um but I want to get him on the cast. And uh, hey, man, if anyone's listening still and wants to come on, hit me up. Um, I'm trying to do more of these. So, um, yeah. So a lot on the agenda. Uh, we're going out to a guy that's really, really, really good at rap. And his name is, God, I got to look everything up today. I think the medication's having an effect on me. <laughs> I only feel good with the pain pills, man. Uh, his name is, and I'll go with it right now. His name is, damn, where'd he go? Let me look it up. Stay with me for the last part here. Don't lose out. You can still do it. Oh, I definitely looked him up on Spotify already. So I'll go, let me, let me work my way to Spotify. It's important. It's the go out song. His name is, and I repeat, did I like lose internet or something? What's happening? Oh, so this guy's name is Uno Hype. I hit him up on Instagram because I saw one of his songs. I don't know how. He's got 163,000 monthly listeners and uh, 30,000 Instagram followers. Damn, 
The song we're going out on is uh, called Color Me, and it's by Uno Hype again. Look them up on Instagram, Uno Hype, and also follow them on uh, Spotify. We haven't been doing rap as of late. I'm glad we uh, I'm glad we got back to some rap roots here. So check him out. He's really good. Uh, and thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week, episode 28. Peace. It's a fire in the hills, ashes on my soul. They gon' watch it burn, they gon' watch it burn slow. Blackout, it's a blackout Unchained and we back out Feel like a savior to many My people, my struggle, your soul feeling empty I've been at it since a young nigga This me venting, I ain't done with it Still the culture, then they run with it Self-hatred made y'all complacent Pay attention what you put your faith in Dollar bills with no black faces Just black suits and some court cases Black fathers get thrown in cages Go to war for an education TV screens to manipulating Because of color, all I saw was hatred I ain't mad, I'm just frustrated it's a fire in the hills, ashes on my soul. They gon' watch it burn, they gon' watch it burn slow. Color me, color me, color me, color me. It's a fire in the hills, ashes on my soul. They gon' watch it burn, they gon' watch it burn slow. Then we coming up First let me talk about it all Hung nooses then we cut them off This whole world like a jigsaw You don't even love yourself brother You don't even want to help brother What that say about you What it say about the system we living in The money he making is minimum The government want to get rid of him So they gonna paint him as criminal These politicians be so cynical I could read them through their interviews Try to paint us evil through the news Fuck CNN, fuck ABC, fuck Fox News Fuck them all Truth be told, they wanna kill us off. Black man falling to the law. You never catch me with the devil dancing. Past life, I was Fred Hampton. Now I'm feeling like I'm Huey Newton. If they try me, I'ma die shooting. Black God in the wrong nation. Take a bullet for our liberation. Said I'm woke and that I'm too abrasive. Dollar bills through a fucking rapist. Power be the only thing you chasing. My people, only thing I'm saving. Blowing up, I'm illuminating. Eliminating anybody want it. The end is near, no time's coming. It's a fire in the hills. Ashes on my soul They gon' watch it burn, they gon' watch it burn slow Color me, color me, color me, color me